I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney for NPR Illinois Community Voices and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host, Craig, and I'm joined today by my co-host, first, Mr. Brett Rutherford. Hello. And the some, some, kind, somewhat, maybe birthday girl, Vanessa Ferguson. Hello. Yes, a belated birthday, but that's all right. A bit of a belated birthday. Please explain to the audience the day of your birth. Um, well, the day of my birth is a day that nobody cares about because it's after a major holiday. I won't say which one, um, but I get forgotten a lot. And uh, this podcast is no obsession, um, exception <laughs> to that. To it Brett's is, credit, to, to Brett's credit, let, let's walk through the entire timeline of this. Um, Craig had his birthday in September. No one said two words. Brett had his he birthday did. In November, we then decided that we were going to celebrate Brett's birthday for a month and a half uh, leading up to it and then also after it. And then he did say we need to get Vanessa's birthday in here, which uh, happens to be around the end of the year. And, you know, then um, still no mention, no word at all. Yours is coming up. Or Craig's birthday. A few months away. You know what was so funny about Craig's birthday was that. I had told him I had the, this, uh, there's this particular water that he likes, and I told him that I had some for him. And it just so happens that Brett picked it up and delivered it around Craig's birthday. So then when Craig's birthday came around, I said, oh, Craig, I didn't get you a present. He's like, no, you got me this water. And I was like, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. I know. I'm, I'm so bad at anniversaries and birthdays, guys. So I. That's okay. Well, it's okay that Craig, you forget me, really, because I'm gonna forget you like ten thousand times. Except oh, for no, Brad, you won't because forget. he'll constantly. No, I'm sorry. Brad will constantly be reminding us <laughs> when his birthday month is. Yes. That prepare. is right. That is right. Well, uh, I Vanessa... don't have kazoo's, but I have virtual kazoo's. I think it's patent pending. Very nice. <laughs> That was more of an elephant, sorry. So, Vanessa, everybody gets to see the title of this podcast as they download it, but I will give you the honor of telling everyone what we are discussing today. Today we are discussing the wonderful 90s romantic comedy, While You Were Sleeping, starring Sandra Bullock and Bill Pullman and a bunch of other people that are so hilarious is one of my favorite movies. I can quote um, almost every line in the movie as Brett can attest because I typed him every line of the movie as he was watching it. And it's one of my favorites and it's on Disney plus. So it's legitimately now a Disney movie that we can discuss on this podcast. Yes. And It actually, you know, I know we're going to get into first impressions here in just a second, but I'll tell you what, if you just want something that is like, you can turn it on and just uh, melts your heart a little bit and, 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 you know, you kind of just feel nice about things because things have continued to be weird in this year. Um, it, it's a great movie for that. And I'm glad that we get to speak about it today. It is really incredible that President Whitman, um, prior to saving the world in Independence Day from aliens coming in, 
the very next year that he was falling in love with someone. And I, it's, it's great to see that even under adverse situations, presidents can achieve great things like falling in love prior to saving our entire planet from an alien uh, intrusion. Thank you. Thank you, Bill Pullman, for all that you've done. Thank you, yes. Bill Pullman, for everything. Thank you. Uh, Brett, you look so confused. He's the, he's the same actor. He's the I same know. actor. Really? Really? No, I know, but I'm like going, I guess please continue. With that, we better get into our first impressions, and I think uh, we better let Vanessa lead us off. How did you come to this movie? What is it about this film that stuck with you? Why do you enjoy it so much? I have no idea. Because it was the 90s, and I was a wee lass, and I don't remember what I was watching at the time. But um, I do remember that I saw this movie, um, and I, I here's one thing I remember. My mom and I had a discussion when I was young about who we would have chosen. Would we have chosen Peter Gallagher, or would we, would we have chosen Bill Pullman? And at the time, I was very young and naive, and I didn't understand what a nice guy was. So I went with Peter Gallagher. I didn't see all the narcissistic, self-absorbed um, characteristics of his character, of not the real Peter Gallagher, of Peter in the movie, Peter Callahan. Okay, so that's what I remember. I remember being like, hmm, would we have chosen Jack? I don't know that we would have, but now as an adult, yes, choose Jack, do not choose Peter. He proposed to a married, he proposed to a married woman? I love that line. God, I love that woman. I love this movie so much. I'm going to be inserting lines throughout this whole episode. <laughs> it's so funny, too, because I remember um, vaguely watching this. My mom lived 90s rom-coms. So like, I have seen the movie Pretty Woman maybe more than any other film in my life because it was just like the VHS was just on repeat in her house. Um, and this was definitely one because she loves Sandra Bullock, and uh, this is definitely one that uh, she also had on at different times. And so I, I think I've seen bits and pieces of this, and I always felt like uh, Peter was, you know, this kind of like the sort of the hero of the movie-ish, you know, like you want them to end up together at the end. But truly, you don't want them to end up together at the end. Uh, it's so funny because watching it this time, you know, watching it um, far removed from those other vague memories that I have of the film, but being able to watch it as like a 30-something and uh, understand life a little bit better, I'm like, man, this is this is kind of a weird th – this is a very odd and strange situation, and I, I, I can't wait to discuss that a little bit more, but just – Sandra Bullock through trying to basically be nice, right? Or trying to like help this guy who, yeah, she had like a fawning over while she was at work, um, but not like a true attachment to. She uh, just gets deeper and deeper and deeper into this hole, right? And you see it yeah. happening and you're just like slowly, you're like, oh, no, no, get out of this. But she can't find a way out. And and so I really did enjoy it so much. And that, so that's my first impression as I guess 
my my most recent impression is that seeing it from an adult perspective, adult eyes, I think I understood this movie quite a bit more because I had, for some reason, I, I sort of forgot about Bill Pullman a bit um, from when I was a child watching this. So um, certainly it is a, it's really nice to go back and revisit. And like I said, it's just a, a nice 90s rom-com and they don't make those really that much anymore from my perspective, or maybe I just don't watch them. But it always seems like romantic comedies now have to have like a gross element thrown in to the middle of them to kind of like attract that um that viewer but this was just like heartwarming 90s rom-com and i was for it i was here for it in the beginning of january when i saw this movie for sure brett what are your uh, first impressions of the film well i had seen the film before but it, when it was in theaters was it 1995 mm-hmm. I, I even drove myself i did i did and i bought my own pg Rated film ticket, yes. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Joking. Anyway, but I liked it, and and but and thought that Sandra Bullock was the rising star, and America's new sweetheart, and the new Julia Roberts. But um, okay. Well, we'll get into that in just a little bit. But anyway, the new Julia Roberts as my heart crashes. But anyway, but watching it again on Disney Plus. And group watch with our birthday girl was the best way to see this film. Oh my gosh, the back and forth texts were so fun. Anyway, those I, are my I imagine thoughts. it was a little bit like watching the movie with the director's cut on. Because I'm yes. like, oh, watch his hat in this scene. His hat is going to hit the tree limb. Okay, now pay very close attention to these lines here because these are incredible lines. And oh, and and watch her face here. And watch this gesture she makes when she's pointing at the train. It's so yes. funny. Yeah, that's so. Poor Brett. It was so good. No, 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 no. It was so good. I I must save that conversation. So every time I watch it, it will be like with the director's cut or with you know commentary. Yeah, so that's perfect. Good. So and I, I should say that, you know, with um, I did not partake in that uh, because and this was not something of their choosing. They did not leave me out in the cold like their adventures to Disneyland. Like we, it truly like we usually do. Or I was busy. And, and then they even said, they even said, Craig, if you can find a time that uh, is a, when a normal person would watch a movie, then we would watch it again with you. But, of course, I don't watch movies or television like a normal person because I'm a parent during a pandemic and I have a five-year-old. So, uh, but you know, it, it, seriously, this, this film, I, I can't wait to get into it. Uh, but I do want to mention to you all, um, or I want to ask you specifically, Vanessa, when is it that you watch this film? Because is this a yearly rotation for you? Is it like all the time? Because I did see it on some of the best Christmas movies of all time list. Truly, it isn't really, though, because it, it starts on Christmas Day and then it moves forward from there. Really, a lot of the action happens around New Year's. Like, what, How would you categorize this film? Well, um, first of all, I thought you were about to ask me, when did you fall in love with this film? And I was going to say, and I told you, it was while you were sleeping. Wouldn't that have been incredible had you set me up, but you didn't. Anyway, um, <laughs> I watch it year-round. I usually watch it when I'm working on something and can just have it on in the background. But I definitely watch it, watch it, watch it every Christmas to New Year's when I'm alone in my apartment. And I usually usually like to do it when I'm setting up my tree because the film starts with her setting up her tree. And I love it when she says, oh, I should have gotten the blue spruce there lighter. And I usually say that every year. While she's doing her tree, I'm doing my tree. So I have a commitment to Sandra. We have a standing annual commitment 
to put our trees up together. And the line reading was perfection. Lighter. So good. I know. She, oh, she's so good. So good. Her inflections are so good. Inflections. Perfection. Okay, we're going to dive right into talking about Sandra and the actors. But before we do, one last question, Vanessa. When did you fall in love with this movie? It was while you were sleeping. Oh. All right, let's get, let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. All right, so let's talk about Sandra Bullock first because, um, of course, you mentioned this, Brett. You mentioned that she was this was uh, one of those first true star performances from her, and now, of course, she has gone on to be just megastar, winning an Oscar for her role in Gravity, um, her roles in Miss Congeniality, so great, Speed, wonderful. I mean, just so many. Didn't she win an Oscar? Yeah, sorry. Oh, she won the for Blindside. Anyway, she was nominated for Gravity. She was fantastic in Gravity. Um, but yeah, so so many so many wonderful uh, movies that we know her from. But Brett, you mentioned it right away that you saw this and you were like, oh, she was the up and comer. Talk to us about that. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, Sandra Bullock again. What a breakout! But and her her performance is so sweet and comic-filled, and touching, and wonderful. That's my takeaway now. At the time, I'm like going, who do you think you are, the Miss Miss Julia, Miss New Julia Roberts? I don't think so, because, yeah, because I had watched Pretty Woman, like, a lot, uh, like, a lot, and I was a big fan of Julia Roberts, so, you know, kind of when Sandra Bullock came along, I'm like going, oh, no, who... Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? So anyway, I had to get over that. And I have since then. So, you know, again, Sandra Bullock in this movie especially. It was so cool to watch it after seeing, you know, her um, propun anyway, large number of films. And then to go back and watch this to kind of where it all started, because this was this was before speed. This was an introduction, and it is such a fine performance. Was there an Oscar nomination for this? Because, well, let's retroactively make that happen. You know, the Oscars uh, famously do not like the rom-coms, uh, and so there was not an, a nomination for this. Um, but, you know, I think that it's it's clear that we have enough room in this world for a Julia Roberts and for a Sandra Bullock, and they're both amazing and uh, just have given us so much work over the years. Vanessa, talk to us about Sandra. Oh, well, I love her. I think this was the film that made me love her. Um, I, I was I was kind of with you, Brett. I was um, My family was like, is she replacing Julia Roberts? I was very okay with that. I loved – I felt like there was enough love for both women here. It's not a competition. But um, I, I love her, and I love her in this movie for a couple different reasons. Um, one – being that um, my mom, when we watch this, will frequently comment on how messy she is and not put together. And I just find that super relatable, uh, especially because my mom also comments on how messy I am with my hair. Like, my mom just always comments on her hair in this movie. And my mom tends to comment on my hair as well. Um hopefully you're not seeing this video because I'm kind of windblown today. It's your birthday. You can... Right. Say yeah. and do whatever you want. Exactly. I'm a, I'm a grown woman. I can do what I want. And then the second thing that I love about her in this movie is that if 
her the way she delivers a line is so entertaining and she also uh stutters a lot in in this film and i i just i love that i i i i i i i love that it's so relatable I mean, is it not? How how many times, I mean, and even on this podcast all the time, I say the wrong words. I can't figure out what word I want to say. I just, you know, and I I love how she portrays this this character, um, this kind of every woman in this in this film. So I, I thought she was just spectacular in this movie. I, I it's it's one of my favorites of hers. And, you know, I should probably mention before anybody else goes out there and checks on IMDb and says, this was after Speed, and it was. She was in Speed in 1994. Really? So this really? came a little bit later than oh. that. She also was in um, Demolition Man in 1993, so that's probably the that first good. movie I, I remember too. her from. Um, but she oh, yeah. also was in Let's Working Girl. And, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the shells. Um, but, you know, so she's been in a lot of things, but, of course, the 90s are what really made her mark. And, and you know, I think I enjoyed this movie as much as I do a later romantic comedy that she did in 2009. I don't know if you've seen this film. I'm sure you have, Vanessa and Brett, but she was in The Proposal with Ryan Reynolds. And that's yeah. actually a film um, – that I really fell in love with. Uh, we actually watched it. It was under a horrible circumstance. Our plane was uh, malfunctioning over the Gulf of Mexico, and we watched the um, proposal to like kind of get us by until they got us on ground somewhere. Um, but it, it was it's funny because you see like a juxtaposition in those two characters in particular, because in this, she is the person out of water kind of coming into this family. Um, and in a way she's sort of like that in the proposal, but she's so much more, uh, she is so much more confident in herself and she is essentially falling in love with a, a, a lesser than coworker as opposed to this being uh, much more kind of this idea of is there love at first sight? And then it's really the family that falls in love with her at first sight, right? They, they immediately take to her. Um, and I totally agree with the relatability of this character, Vanessa. I mean, Sandra Bullock is a huge movie star in my mind. And the fact that she can play just a normal person uh, back in the nineties here, I think that that's really cool. I also uh, really enjoy, enjoy and this might even be like i could probably talk about this as a character later on when we did our enchanted review i talked about how new york was a, a character in the film and truly in this film i feel like chicago is a character i mean you so much of it takes place around these monumental um just wonderful locations around chicago the l platform like the you know seeing a lot of the different areas the united center seeing these uh shots sweeping shots of the city i love it when a movie does that because it really helps bring me there and it helps me put myself in that location and of course she was just kind of dropped into Chicago. She wasn't supposed to end up there. She was there because of some cancer treatments that her parents were going through. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just interesting to see uh, her in this role. And I think she just kills it. She does such a great job for sure. Uh, she actually other... saves it. Ha 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 ha. Any other thoughts on Sandra before we move on to uh, the president? It was it was her line readings that are so quirky, 
and you know apparently very 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 deliberate choices but so clever like you said Vanessa so there's a train coming and it's fast it's an express so good (laughs) so good oh my gosh I'm reliving it thank you Vanessa Reliving it through, you know, we should like, we should let you just like monologue at the end of it. Maybe that could be our Patreon thing for this episode. <laughs> you just monologuing some of the, some of the dialogue from the movie, but. Uh, let's move on to talk about Bill Pullman, another person who just had an incredible career in the 90s. And I, I've made jokes about Independence Day coming uh, just after this. But truly in this film, what I like about it is that he is seen as sort of the antagonist and he has that classic turn into becoming our protagonist and the person that we're really rooting for. It's kind of like that underdog story, right? Because uh, him and Peter, it's obvious with the family that they've been in competition their entire lives and that they probably don't necessarily care for each other. And you you get that he still has that brother, brotherly instinct to help his brother out and to make sure he's protected from this woman who he's not quite sure about. And making sure that the family is protected. He's kind of the watcher of the family in my mind. And then he lets his heart, his guard down a bit. And, of course, they end up ultimately falling in love. And it's it's one of those, um, you, you have to pull it off well as an actor or you just come off as a jerk. And then it's not as believable or we're not rooting for you to win in the end. Right. And he walks that line very well. Uh, Vanessa, your thoughts on Bill Pullman. As yeah, Jack. you're you're so right with these characters. Um, you have to be likable and he is very likable. He's not your, um, I would say, stereotypical good looking leading man. Um but he, he as a, <laughs> again, watching as an adult, I'm like, oh, heck, yeah, I would marry Jack over <laughs> Peter any day. Peter's kind of a jerk. But Peter is more classically good-looking uh, with his dark hair and dark eyebrows and very wealthy apartments, you know. Um, but Jack is just such a nice guy. He's a working guy, and, and Bill does a good job of playing that leading man, which I can't really think of another time that I've seen him in that kind of role. I mean, in Sleepless in Seattle, he's kind of the goofy, not that attractive boyfriend. And, you know, Independence Day, he's our president. So I I can't really think of any other movie where I see him as a romantic leading man, but he did it so well in in this one. Um, You know, he certainly could do it again. He certainly falls in love in Casper, but he's not in a a traditional – romantic lead in that film you know yeah again kind of like a goofy dad almost uh, mm -hmm. you know even in casper so yeah brett what are your thoughts on bill pullman well cast another breakout i mean he had uh, he already had a solid career Mm -hmm. um oh a side note a side note since this is a disney podcast bill pullman had been in touchstone's ruthless people and disney's newsies Oh my gosh! And and by the way, I'd love to see those Touchstone films on Disney Plus or Hulu. And he was awesome in Ruthless People, one of his first films. And he's like, you know, have you seen Ruthless People? You too? No. I'd had to go back and check it out. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I, I wow. have seen my birthday's Spaceballs. coming. So no, my birthday's no, coming. No. It's in November, Brett. <laughs> 
We're gonna can't. We're gonna well, skip over. We, should, we could again. also do a, like a half year birthday, but we need to get yours out of. I mean, we need to celebrate yours, uh, <laughs> Craig. <laughs> okay. For sure. I, you know, I, I actually um, I remember him in so many roles, and uh, you know, like um, even thinking about uh, his role in A League of Their Own and so many other films that he came up with in that 90s era, but he's truly been working throughout, you know, uh, just scrolling through IMDb, holy moly, he has continued to work, uh, whether that be in uh, shows like Torchwood or 1600 Pen, and and then, of course, he was in the uh, sort of ill-fated sequel to Independence Day as well, um, but he still has a lot of projects coming up. Uh, even right now, he's in a TV series called The Sinner, Um don't know what that is about, but he's in it. So it, he's continued to work. He's he's a great actor, um, often confused with Bill Paxton because they both came up about the same time, Pullman and Paxton. And, of course, we've lost Bill Paxton, so that's a, a sad thing. Uh, but I think he is such a, a great performance in this particular film um, because he is, allows me to kind of see the absurdity of this whole situation like the whole like you're going down this this spiral is you're getting deeper and deeper with this family and so he can kind of see through that a little bit and and almost acts as the audience in a way to be like really how do you know how do you know peter really so you know peter's you you've been to his apartment oh yeah okay. no feed the cat right yeah. <laughs> Peter doesn't have a cat. You know, like those Hello, kind of things. Fluffy. Fluffy. <laughs> so oh my gosh, fluffy. he's doing it. That's so good. It's so good. It's so good. But yeah, I really enjoy him uh, throughout, this entire, throughout this entire uh, film for sure. Vanessa, any final thoughts on Bill Pullman before we continue to move on? Because this has quite the ensemble. No, I, I, I want to get into, so you mentioned that Chicago is a character and for me, the family as a whole is a character. Mm-hmm. So I, I would love to start discussing them because what a family. I mean, who wouldn't want to be in this family? They're so <laughs> delightful. Absolutely. Go ahead. Just jump right in. It's oh, your birthday. Well, you know. the, the, the rhythm between, first of all, the neighbor and then the grandmother and, and even the dad with the, uh, Cesar Romero was tall. Cesar Ropero was not Spanish. I didn't say he was Spanish. Well, what did you say? I said he was tall. That's all I said. You know, and then Guy Lombardo didn't play the clarinet. I didn't say he played the clarinet. Well, what did you say? You know, the, the t- first of all, like, their shtick, their rhythmic timing in those scenes are so good. And, and one of my favorite scenes, anytime we make mashed potatoes in my family, we start quoting this line because we'll go, these mashed potatoes are so creamy. Mmm, Mary Mash. I never could make a good pot roast. You know, it's it just there that that dinner scene is you like brunettes. It's so funny to me. That, um, gosh, I mean, the, so the way that that's not easy to do. That not one, not, usually not one person can go into a scene. And, and have that kind of driving force. It really has to be the actors playing off of each other and, and sensing the rhythm intuitively, like group mind. So them as a whole, to me, is incredible. And then the writing, the, the lines for these characters, again, are just 
there there are so many very comic lines that are so well written and and they these characters this family delivers these lines i mean even even the dad um was uh uh what does he say i fell in love with you you fell in love with me no yes all of you i mean even in that very serious scene the dad, the family can make it very lighthearted and fun. So I I could go on and on talking throughout the whole movie about every line that the family says that I think is incredible. But them as a unit, and, and that grandmother, um, Mrs. Banks. Yes, Glynis Johns. Are you kidding me? You yeah, can't and, get better than Mrs. Banks. And I I believe is she's alive. She's the, no? Mm-hmm. Is she the, no, yes. She's the remaining Actress from the Golden Age, I believe that's what she's she's known for as being the last remaining Golden Age actress. When I was looking, when I was say that she is so now that Olivia now that Olivia is gone, Olivia's you know, <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah. Um. You know, there's there's the sister, the mom, the dad, the the neighbor, the grandmother. Just so good. And I love at the end when when Jack is proposing, the family is in that shot. It's it's a very yes. narrow shot. That the, the, they specifically set it up so they're in the window together, all piled in. And it's such a great portrait of it's not just Jack proposing, but the family as a unit, as a character, is behind him in his decision. They love her as well. Jack would not be proposing if he didn't have the love of the family loving her behind him. So I just... I love this movie. I love well, those. And as it's set up, you know, we learn at the very beginning that she says that she's always alone at Christmas and she's always the one that's asked to work and she never had a family. And so here's this family yeah. that she's fallen into through this weird circumstance. And you're like, oh, is she going to lose them too? More than, more so than anything with Peter because he's been asleep the whole time and he's kind of a jerk, you know, as we're going to get here into here in a second. Um, but, you know, thank you as a host uh, for going through these wonderful people all in a, as a as a group that was such a great birthday. way to do that i'm so sorry day. for rambling on you guys no. I, just, I love this no, it's, it's like you've been day. it's like you've been you podcasting for years now it's so great <laughs> and, and this, the only though. person i wanted to call out I agree with everything. I agree absolutely with everything that you said. But I really like as an audience that we can take the script uh, and really see the absurdity in it because that, um, to me, allows for the story to progress better. Like, of course, Sandra Bullock should just tell them from day one she's not her fiancé. But we buy into it. And one of the reasons we do is because we have someone else truly on our side, and that's Jack Warden and Saul, Mm -hmm. because he's the one that says, hey, I heard your conversation. I really know what's up. But this family needs you. And I think that that's such a cool way to do that because Mm -hmm. it gives her more stakes to not exit this crazy situation, right? So, And I love how he does that, and then he's given the opportunity to spoil the game for her, and he can't do it himself because he knows that this family loves her so much. And so (laughs) I just, I love his acting throughout in this film um, and just really enjoyed that family dynamic. And you know, Vanessa, it's interesting that you call out the writing there because truly I wonder how much of this was writing and how much of this was them having dinner. And I know, just I know. improving I would, it. I would love to find out. Maybe someday we can talk to the actual director. Uh, unfortunately, as I was preparing for this, I was um, looking up cast members, and, and most of them have passed on, unfortunately. 
Um, but maybe someday we can talk to a writer or director because, you know, I, I'll, I'll come out with a scroll of questions for them, which which they'll be like, why are you asking us all? I'll do like another movie. Why are you asking her all these questions? <laughs> That's so I funny. Know more. I just they'll, they'll, have, they'll, they'll have, like, they'll have tons yeah. of directing credits and you'll be like, this is my 35th question on while you were sleeping. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Brett, uh, any thoughts on the family dynamics here? And then I think what we can do, we should probably talk about Peter a bit, and then we can get into some more of our favorite scenes and just favorite moments from the from the movie. But Brett, your thoughts on the family? Well, again, as you said, Peter Boyle and Jack Warden and the family, they're one big loving quirky family. And it's a quirky character, as Vanessa said. It's like this whole thing. We each get to see bits of them come out and, and do their great parts, but it is kind of this this whole, but you know, of course, Glennis Johns talk. You know, as I said, shout out to a classic Disney. I mean, Winifred and Mary Poppins, the original and wonderful film. Original and wonderful film. <clears throat> that was for you, Craig. Anyway, but anyway, she is so sassy and cute in WYWS, which has been our shortcut for while you were sleeping. You you act like I don't like the original Mary Poppins. I'm simply saying I prefer Emily Blunt over <laughs> Julie Andrews. Okay, that is fine. But, but anyway, and that that is a that is my opinion, and I'm taking it to my grave. So the uh, let's talk okay. a bit about Peter because he is sleeping for most of the film, but we do kind of realize throughout the movie as it starts to progress that Peter's a bit self-absorbed. Uh, and maybe not your your best candidate for someone that you want to get married to. Uh, Vanessa, your thoughts on uh, Peter Gallagher's performance as Peter? Well, I feel a little sorry for Peter Gallagher himself because he is immensely talented, and he doesn't have much to do in this film except um, play sleep. Um, but when when he is awake, I I do think he plays it very well. Um, I, I don't know. I, I he's just not in this movie very much, but for what he is, is, is he's good. You know what's really funny is uh, as I was a kid, I when I first saw this, I remembered it being um, that he did legit have amnesia, uh, and that for some reason in my mind, going into this this viewing of the movie, this is what I expected, that he actually had amnesia and he did fall in love with her once he started to get to know her kind of a thing. Oh, no, no. Totally because not the case. The totally not the case. worst proposal. Yeah. The worst. Um, <laughs> he loves you. I might as well love you. Like, what? What is that? <laughs> At the end, what about my carpet? I mean, a man who cares more about his carpet than you saying no to getting married to him. That is not a man you want to be married to. Although I did feel bad about his carpet, but still. That was very blue. That was blue whatever on his carpet. Um, But, you know, I I think – what I think is funny about it is I think he does do a good comedic job of – like, no, I don't have amnesia. I Like, the scenes where he's going through and he's, like, trying to prove to himself that he doesn't have amnesia is really funny. Like, that's he's doing a good work there, getting, like, kind of those comic chops out um, because we all are in on the game. But it is really funny, like, the and, and, again, it's such a better story than I had in my head as a kid because, of course, like, him having amnesia is kind of the easy route to go. But trying to convince him that he only specifically has amnesia about this one person in his life that's kind of funny right you know that like you can play with that 
<laughs> right. right. Brett, your thoughts on Peter? Well, again, incredibly well cast. And if there was, you know, he should have had um, some sort of nomination for best eyebrows. You know? know. I'm like going, oh, my gosh. Incredible. I have eyebrow envy, seriously. But anyway, but the second time that I watched this, well, I don't know if it was the second, this time around. This time around, when I watched it, he wasn't as jerky as I remember, you know? And he was so funny, you know? And, and yeah, he turns, he has a great turn of phrase and, and the way, and his delivery in this was so funny too. So I remember him being really jerky the last time and this time not so much. But you know, Vanessa, I was, I was thinking, you know, you gotta, you gotta give him some props because for what, you know, I mean, he was, he was thrilling and, and, and um, very attractive to a six year old. I know. Right? Or a three year old or a two year old. What, how, anyway, whatever that was, I'm I like going. I was like five or you know, six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm like going. You know, you got to give him some props for that, well, and, you know. And I, it's kind of a little scary, it, but so we won't go there. But anyway. I probably watched this when it came on to VHS, so I could have been seven or eight by the time I watched this. But still, even no. as a young kid, I was like, I would marry Peter because he's handsome and he's got great eyebrows. You know, I just, <laughs> my priorities were a total mess. Yeah. So. He's, no, uh, he's currently just... on a show. Um, he's currently on a show that I have only heard great things about, but have never watched. And that's Zoe's extraordinary playlist. So mm-hmm. uh, you can check him out on there on NBC yes. on the Peacock. Yeah, and he's a big Broadway star too. So you know, yeah. there's he that. was in uh, yeah he was in Guys and Dolls revival in mm, 1990, early 1990, 1990s. Nice. Yep. Very nice. good. So I think what we can do now that we've talked a bit about the cast members, we have also mentioned a lot of favorite scenes and favorite moments, but I feel like, Vanessa, you have way more that you can share with us. So we don't want to steal any of your thunder here. You know, if you want to just... You just want to talk for the next 20 minutes. I'm going to let you if you want to. It's totally up to you. Please talk great. to us about your favorite scenes. Okay. 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 Great. 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 Okay. Joey. We have to talk about Joey. He is so funny. I mean, he's probably, he might be my favorite character because of, now what I don't understand, this is a little bit of a, what you didn't like. It's not that I didn't like it. It was just confusing to me was that he's, from New York. He is a New Yorker. He has a New York accent and he's in Chicago and his dad owns the building, which would lead you to believe that he is, um, you know, born and raised in Chicago, but he does not have a Chicago accent, which really, that was a little confusing, but the lines that Joey delivers when he says, uh, these are lines I still use in my everyday. Are you wearing yes. a slack yes. bra? I love black underwears. And um, anytime the ice capades are on, I'll say, I got ice capades tickets. I know a guy. Um, and then, oh, and then my favorite, my favorite, um, uh, something like, are you going to, are you going to see Lucy? Ooh, she is the best looking broad in this building. <laughs> hey. And that's, that's, that's another character. Um, uh, but you are the best looking broad on the third floor, Phil, uh, so Junior, Phyllis. Like that, those little, for, for a guy who has such small scenes, and, and um, oh, and when he, he's trying on, you're trying on my shoes? No, when, when I went to stand up, my foot like went that into the shoe. 
Um, he just, every scene he's in is so memorable. And this is what I was talking about, director's cut. When that scene, when it's New Year's Eve and um, he, he confronts Bill Pullman on Jack on leaning. And then he's like, I know karate. And then he walks away and his hat hits the branch and, and flies off with his hat. Hat. Oh hat. That's so funny to me. I know karate, and then his dad gets it by the branch. I mean, small details that only a fan who's watched so this film yeah. about a hundred times would notice. Oh, I love him so much. Um, even though and, he's and a little at the very odd. end, he's so cute too. You know, I mean, he has that really tender moment with you know, well, if it can't be me, you know, that sort of yeah, thing. like and it's don't so go eating cookies because you'll blow up my 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 aunt Roberta. Yeah, I've said that to my mom recently i said don't start eating cookies you're gonna <laughs> yeah and then we used to say oh my gosh while you were sleeping anyway so do you guys love joey as much as me he's pretty great i mean like you well, said you we're quoting him go ahead sorry well no i just say that he's 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 got those little tidbits he comes in at the right moments and he's just the right amount uh, of what he needs to be in that character. So that's a really well-written part because, you know, like it, you can't have that guy be your your second lead and get through the movie. You'd be like, oh, my God, let's get, let's get this guy out of here. But you can definitely have him in little fits and starts, and he certainly helps the comedy go throughout because this movie, we I haven't mentioned this um, yet, but it's, it's an hour and 45 minutes, but it flies by. Uh, because of how well written it is, for sure, um, yeah. and that's probably you know like a good rom coms probably in the ninety to uh, one hundred twenty minute range, right? Um, and so this fits, fits in there nicely, but it it really does fly through. Uh, it was a fun watch for sure, and it's partially because of how well written that was. Brett, your thoughts on him? Oh well, I'm just well, Vanessa. When we were talking, any same time we were mentioning while you were sleeping, she would do the Joey lines. Is it Joey? Is that Joey? And I'm like going, and I'm like going, okay, that's you know. And, but now that I've watched him again, well, number one, she was doing it spot on, spit spot on. Ha <laughs> ha. Anyway, and uh, and so good. So when the so when the lines came on, I'm just and and I was notified when the lines were coming. The line's coming. I'm like going, like, okay. Pay attention. And pay attention. This it was so funny. It's really, really good. So it was so funny. So, yeah, the, the underway is, you know, was very funny. It was very fun yeah. to watch. So, yeah, he just came in and enough and was yeah, – uh, it was just – this movie is so good. I can so, I can certainly see why you enjoy it so much, Vanessa. I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah. Mm. Now, I, I have another character that um, is a very – I have two more characters, um, but <laughs> – I have 27 okay. more characters. One I'm going to keep real brief um, is Ashley Bartlett Bacon. I am Peter's fan. Oh. And I I love how she also, I mean, her articulation on those lines are so good. And she's she's definitely like um, you know, what we would call Karen nowadays. My mom's name is Karen, so I feel like, you know, I have some liberty to say that. But anyway, um, she she is so good. And she's not a likable character because um, she's pretty high and mighty for someone named after breakfast meat. But um, she <laughs> another line for the movie is that I was going to spring. Anyway, but she is also really, really good and plays that part so well. And then the second one is one that 
probably is not noticed by a lot of people. That is Dick Cusack, and he plays the doctor. And um, it's a very small cameo. And um, this, of course, is uh, Joan uh, Cusack's dad. And um, and he, he, he tends to come up in these movies where he plays a very small cameo, but when he's on, I really remember him. So, like, he's the one who says, um, uh, he's got amnesia. And, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I, I love him, too. He's just, like, the cutest-looking older man. He looks like Mr. Magoo to me. And anytime he's on screen, I just kind of light up. I'm like, there he is. There's, there's Joan's dad. Someday when I, when I meet Joan, I'm going to tell her that I, that I recognize him in the movie and I love him so much. Um, so those are my other two characters that I, I feel like have to be mentioned to round out this discussion. Yeah, so many, so many good uh, parts and done so well by so many different people. Um, you know, I wanted to mention uh, the marriage scene. It's funny because um, I don't really understand why they decided they had to get married like immediately, like like that day, you know. Um, but but it is kind of fun. It definitely gives us that scene where you know we we assume that someone will object to the marriage, but it's Lucy right away. So I love it when the priest starts and um, he's, you know he's like we're gathered here today, and immediately she objects. And then, uh, and then Jack objects, and then Peter's like, I. He goes to Peter, and he's like, oh, "Do you object?" And he's like, "I'm thinking." Uh, you know, I I really love that because it's such a funny um, way to resolve all that, and it just like, of course, she has to like give her monologue about how this all happened to the family while she's up there at the front and in, in the altar area, and it's just uh, it, it's just really great way to start to resolve kind of the climax of our our movie here. And it, I really enjoyed that set piece and that scene and how it's written and the comedic timing, the the way that they all seem to be such in a rhythm with that, that it just like went off without a hitch. Love to know if that was something that was organic that just happened, like, or if that's something where they've done a billion takes because it does seem so natural uh, as they're moving through. Um, Brett, you, any other like favorite scenes or like that that you wanted to mention? Well, you know, I, if you're talking about process, and uh, I think it, this was a very, I don't, it'd be very interesting to ask the director, hmm. if you're listening, um, if this was, if there was lots of rehearsal with this, because the timing of the family and everything, you know, it could be written rat a tat tat and really cool and all of like that, but, but it, 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 you know, I think it takes rehearsal to get all of that down. So I'm very curious to see if that had happened. But but the other thing, you know, the production done, we'd already talked about this, but it's a picture picture postcard that makes you want to visit Chicago. So I'll just inject that there. Vanessa. Thank you. Vanessa, what other, um, any moments, scenes, things like that that you want to mention for us? Everything. I, any, I feel like I just... Well, now build everything I love about this movie. I'm sure there's something wonderful that I'm missing, but um you know, you know what this face is for. That's you know you know what time we've come to in the podcast. That's where we have to say what we don't like. Okay, yeah. I have something. No, but I have something. Okay, I go ahead. Because I was even, oh. I was sending a message to Brett about it during, because I'm like, in the the decades that I've watched this film, I still don't understand how this could happen, and it might have to do with my gender. Um, how the heck 
what happens during that basketball game with his friend having a pencil in his back pocket that leads to him having um, part of his organ removed from his body? What what could have possibly happened in basketball that that would cause that? faded job, right? Yeah, I guess what they're saying is that the pencil was sticking up, and then they both jumped, and oh. when Peter came down, it it was like a balloon. Bop. I guess I've never <laughs> I've never played that high contact. Oh gosh! <laughs> I mean, I'm mainly a kid or a horse girl. Well, what 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 I missed, and this is probably because I was I was viewing this once, and I'm sure on a repeat viewing I would get it. But I remember them mentioning the accident, like I remember the coworker talking about it. I never remembered him resolving that and telling her what actually happened. Um, apparently, no, she, she does, right? He doesn't. He just says, "Did you tell? Did he? Did he tell you it was my fault?" Uh, and he goes, "We're playing basketball. I carry a pencil. I'm a lawyer. I do that." And that's all you know is that he carried a so, playing basketball and he was carrying a pencil. So and then they, too much of that. Pencil. So then she says, you know, later, what had happened later, and then the mom checks it out, and apparently it all checks out. So is she just lucky? Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, he, he. I'm sure he tells her because she she stands there at the elevator. The elevator closes. And she's standing there, basically stuck with the coworker to hear what happened. Okay, so okay, that's what we're assuming. We don't find out. And then it opens and, up again. And, and that's and, that's know, kind okay. of like uh, like a, a callback joke later, because we are kind of from the perspective of the family, because we're just now finding out what happened. It's oh, Peter has one. I'll keep it family friendly, and I won't say it. Even though it's just yeah. anatomy, it's just the it's just the human body, people. Don't freak out. But yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I get it. I get it. Uh, and I, I agree with you. It does seem kind of like a, an odd um, an odd placement of all of that. And it, it's funny, I guess, but it's almost too, I don't know. It was something like, it did seem like it's a very odd color choice. Yeah. Ah! Oh, gosh. Stop it. It. Odd. it was the, it was the odd ball out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> Go ahead, Brett. One of my favorite scenes was when they're slipping on the ice and trying to get up together. I mean, that must have taken rehearsal, you know, but I'm just like, I love that scene because it's, you know, we've all, well, if you're, if you're anywhere around ice, you know, you know what that's like. And it was just so funny. And I'm like going, I just love it. And it was endearing. It was so much more than just a spill on the ice. So good. I love that scene. Oh, 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 I have I have a really embarrassing story to tell you all. I have a really Okay, oh it's your birthday. I don't even know if I should tell this story. Can I tell it and then we cut it from the podcast? Okay. In so in this movie, I'm a kid and I'm watching this and she says, he says because he rips his pants, "Do you have an extra pair of pants in your apartment?" She says, "If you fit into my pants, I will kill myself." And I thought, wow, that is so bad. If a guy wears your pants, that's so awful. In college, my boyfriend put on a pair of my pants and he fit into them and I died. I was like, oh my God, I am living my worst nightmare. He, my, my boyfriend is wearing my pants. The, Sandra Bullock warned us about this moment. And that's why it was so awful. Oh, don't let that happen, kids. <laughs> 
Yeah, I that's Cut that's that out if you want to. <laughs> no, that's, that's good. I well, you know, I I think as any um man uh helping co-host a podcast, I'm going to leave your story lie and I'm not going to comment on any of that. I'm going to move forward. Oh, why would uh, you do and how could you ever work the zipper? Also, you know, guys, I was way just, smaller then, so you know, it's like but it was still awful. It was <laughs> it was awful. I was like, what are you doing wearing my pants? <laughs> I'm going to go into uh, the thing that didn't quite work for me, and and that is the um, side story about uh, Jack and the and the family business. Mm. Um, for some reason, like that to me was unnecessary exposition. I guess it gave uh, our father a bit more to do, Peter Boyle uh, a bit more to do, and it it kind of. I guess went with that family dynamic, but it's like the one part of the film where I'm just like, I could probably do without that, you know? And I guess, I guess what it does do is it helps establish Jack as the person who's willing to do anything for the family. And so maybe in that particular way, um, you know, he's foregoing his own dreams to um, make sure he continues the family business. And he's also watching out for his brother. Like it, it, it feeds into that character. But for me, it was just a, a wasted couple of scenes. It wasn't anything that uh, I necessarily needed as a viewer. But um, overall, it's just such a well-put-together movie, well-written movie, that it's hard to uh, really – you know, nitpick on one particular area. If I had to, and I do because I make you all do it, uh, then that would be the the area. Brett, did you have anything that didn't quite work for you or did everything just go swimmingly for you? It was the couch. It was the couch. You know, I'm like, have they ever been to his apartment? Do they understand his design aesthetic? I'm like going, they bring this, you know, this, 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 you know, couch that, does not go with anything, but you know. I'm like going business. They buy furniture from dead people. Yeah, I know. Just like going, yeah. But anyway, you know, I'm just like going. Have they never been to his apartment? Let's give you some gifts. You know, you need this. Yeah, I'm like going. Yeah, that they, just, that would they just needed to offload that. You know, I'm like. Oh, yeah, so. that's a really weird gift to receive. I mean, who? Anytime you buy furniture that's so personal like that. I mean, that was a very. Yeah noisy love seat you know it wasn't i just wanted but i i wanted to say pivot 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 but that was you know something else an entirely different show that wasn't even around when this movie came out i don't think anyway around that time <laughs> pivot just any well, let's take pivot Let's pivot all the way to our wrap-up of the film. Uh, and again, I think we have to go to Vanessa first because it's her birthday-ish. Ish. This is your unbirthday party. Yeah. Well, obviously, um, the takeaway, I think, if you're listening, is that um, I kind of like this movie um, <laughs> a little bit. And um, I can quote the movie. And um, I, I really just... You know, the the thing that usually draws me to movies, it's so funny, too, being around our, our friends on the Front Row Network because they have such depth in their um, 
their descriptions of movies and, and symbolism, and they talk about the characters and the filming and the scene shots, and I am consistently like, but were the lines funny and were they delivered well? Like, that's usually my thing. If you want to wow me, have really funny dialogue and have it delivered really well. And it's done so well that I almost wish that this was like a stage play. Because I think it would just be so funny and so good to go watch uh, for like a Sunday matinee. It would warm your heart. Um, you could just watch the movie too. But, you know, an hour and a half stage play with this dialogue in it would just be wonderful to watch. Hey, maybe that'll be my thing, you guys. Maybe I will. I think that's your thing. The playwright. I will, I'll have like best in the Tonys. Do they have like best adapted uh, uh, scripts or something that I could win at the Tonys? For, for a stage play. So anyway, that's that's my takeaway. I, I love this movie and uh, watch it if you haven't already. Watch it. Yes. Brett? Well, oh, if I may say, yes, this movie, uh, watching it with Vanessa, like, it was just so much fun. So I love this movie. Now, and I can't wait to watch it. And as I said before, I am going to keep those texts so I can go back and, like, watch it virtually, you know, with, with um, Vanessa's comments. Maybe we should be, make that – maybe we should publish that. But anyway, but I was thinking that the Beyond the Mouse birthday bash thing has been such a good idea. <laughs> I'm sorry if I may say so myself. Because I had a blast when we watched and talked about my film, Big Business, and I thoroughly enjoyed WYWS while you were sleeping with Vanessa, you know, and I can't, Oh, this is what I can't wait to watch Craig's birthday bash film. Whatever you know, I'm like be. going, well, yeah. Have you begun to think about that? Well, I, you know, I have, I have plenty of time to get you all to watch it, but I think I've already had you watch it and I've already done a podcast on it. So I'm not sure what we're going to end up having to do. Um, but it was done as a front row flashback prior to this podcast existing. So I'm thinking it is probably long enough ago that maybe it can be revisited, but we'll, we'll find out closer to September. We have plenty of time. What, what movie was it? What would your guess be, Vanessa? Is it that weird one where the guy has a space backpack and then you fall asleep in the middle and then at the end there's Nazis randomly? You know what's funny is I talk um, about that. I made sure that we I, I made sure that we talked uh, you know glowingly about Brett's movie and yes. we gushed on Vanessa's movie and yes. now they're both going to Disneyland no, without not. me no, and making fun of the Rocketeer. That's what they're doing. Not, I'm not making. I told you. I told you that I enjoyed that film legitimately. You know, I have, yeah, there's other things that we, shall we say, have a difference of opinion on. But uh, but I did enjoy The Rocketeer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll have so, to see if that's what uh, I thought we talked with. about that. Oh, anyway, can't wait briefly, to do it again. Briefly, when, uh, that was way back during um, Pollyanna, and uh, you had told me to watch oh. Pollyanna. Now, that's a film that certainly I gave an ample amount of grief to. In fact, I think, um, you know, we watched that film about two years ago. I don't know that the streamer ever turned off. I think that that movie is still going on right now. So, um, you know, certainly we, <laughs> we have plenty of time. And did you know, spoilers, they paralyzed the girl at the end? It's anyway, anyway, moving forward, 
Vanessa, it's been moving so forward. It's been so fun celebrating yeah. your birthday here today, yeah. um, and some really fun things going on at the podcast. We're excited about some of the guests that we have coming up, some of the episodes that we have coming up. Thank you to all of those uh, that have started to listen to us since the beginning of the year. We've had some great conversations with John Kennedy about the Muppets and about dinosaurs, which is available now on Disney Plus. So make sure to go check that out. We also talked to John from BigFatPanda.com and, and such a great opportunity there, but we have even more uh, guests coming up and wonderful episodes coming up in the, the very near future. And of course, you can find us on all podcasting platforms by searching for Beyond the Mouse. Please do everything that podcasts ask you to do, including liking and sharing and subscribing and rating and all of that stuff on any podcast platform of your choice. We're also available on nprillinois.org uh, under the Community Voices tab and Front Row Network. And, of course, we are part of the Front Row Network, so you can find us on all social media through the Front Row Network. Also, our own social media, Beyond the Mouse Podcast on Facebook, Beyond the Mouse Pod on Instagram, and Beyond Mouse on Twitter. So you can follow us along uh, there and see what our announcements are. We're, we've started to do, like, some guest promos and guest announcements the week that they're coming out. So make sure to follow along so so you know what the episode is going to be about that upcoming Friday. Any final thoughts before we leave? Brett, I'll go to you first. Watch while you are sleeping, and we cannot wait until the stage adaptation of While You Were Sleeping by our wonderful co-host slash playwright authoress, Vanessa Ferguson. Absolutely. Vanessa, any final thoughts? The stage version is just going to be me delivering every line from the movie exactly as it was performed in the movie. I'll buy a ticket. And thank you, Brett, for being so encouraging because my family will not watch this with me um, if I am not quiet. Uh, generally, it starts and they go, Vanessa, throughout the whole movie. And I'm like, just one more. And Vanessa, and then they will literally pause it and go, you have to stop. You're ruining it for everybody. We want to watch this movie. We don't want to watch you doing the movie. So thank you for indulging me. What a good birthday treat. It was a lot of fun. And I hope everybody enjoyed this movie as much as I did. I do enjoy this movie. It's a great movie to come back to every holiday-ish season uh, or every birthday-ish party that we throw for Vanessa here on Beyond the Mouse. And I'm excited that you all came along on this wonderful journey with us. Maybe, again, we need to set up a Patreon sub group that is just all monologues from this movie uh, starring Vanessa. We have to work on that in the near future. Brett, did you have something? And big business starring me. Oh right, and big business starring Brett. We'll just get, we're, we're just going to go ahead and get a lot of other things. Did you notice that Brett had to talk about his birthday episode again on Vanessa's birthday podcast? I sense oh, I sense a theme coming on here. Well, I'll talk about yours too, but you know, no, whenever that happens, without <laughs> having to share it with everybody else, like. <laughs> It's fine. All right. It's been so much fun uh, talking while you were sleeping. In fact, um, I, I'm so exhausted from this talk. I need to go sleep and maybe fall in love with someone randomly. And Don't tell Anna, I guess. Uh, <laughs> for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Brett. And we will see you real soon in the front row. 
Have you ever fallen asleep watching this movie? No. No. Nothing. You haven't experienced that. So no. You, you know how you watch all your movies? Craig. No, because Joan Cusack's dad's going to come in the room and tell me that I had amnesia. I don't want that to happen.